It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And now as we head into the late innings of this announcement, it's important to note that every team, including the one in Cooperstown, needs lights out closers. And today we acquired another one for a ridiculously good bullpen. Is that hell's bells I'm hearing in the background? Trevor Hoffman, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Over 18 seasons, 16 in a San Diego Padres uniform, Trevor appeared in 1,035 games and saved 601 of them. He was the first pitcher ever to reach the 500 and 600 save plateaus, and today he ranks second all-time. The Sporting News is National League Fireman of the Year twice, won the NL Roll Age Relief Award twice, finishing in the top 10 of NL Cy Young Award voting four times. The seven-time All-Star posted 40 or more saves nine times, twice leading the NL in saves. And on July 29th in Cooperstown, it will be Trevor time when he joins the ultimate team. Congratulations, Trevor Hoffman. All of Cooperstown is looking forward to welcoming you. First of all, thank you for everyone for coming out, uh, kind of on such short notice. Not really sure when, why, one way or the other what was going to happen. But, uh, you know, Ron, thank you for those kind words. And um, it certainly starts at the top. And it starts at the top in our family. Mom's here today. My wife Tracy's here today. All the rest of our family. Um, you know, it's, uh, I've had great examples in my life that I've been able to follow um, ever since I was a little guy. And then uh, it's pretty hard not to see the goodness in things that your big brothers do and what they do in their lives and how they impact their families and the support that I received from all my families, Tracy's family, throughout this whole journey. Um, and then to ultimately come to today, is, is, it's really hard to describe how you're supposed to feel when 212 shows up on your phone. Um, Everything kind of stops for a second. And then you hear Mr. O'Connell's name on the, uh, on the other line letting you know that you've been inducted. And you get blasted with a lot of emotions, um, emotions that you think about your teammates. You think about uh, the grind that you go through on a daily basis that this game demands of you. Um, and that's the fun part. That's the journey that you really embrace. The fun part is getting to go out and perform and play. That's, you know, that's the ultimate the gift you get, but it's the, the preparation um, that you get to see from everybody that really makes an impact on how you go about your business. Um, and then ultimately getting to go out and perform in front of the fans, great fans of San Diego, um, is a great reward. I know we're going to open up to some Q&A, but, uh, you know, it, it, taking three years, you know, I, I had the chance to watch Alan Trammell um, wait for his opportunity not too long ago, and it, and it took a long time for Tram. And, the way he showed such grace and humility throughout the process, um, 800 days doesn't seem that big a deal, does it, guys? <laughs> certainly proud, certainly thankful. Um, and I was greeted with a, such a warm welcome from all our staff here uh, lining the tunnel to the, to the clubhouse at, uh, with Hell's Bells playing. It, it really caught me off guard, but to see everybody out in full force and uh, well wishes, it's, it's been nonstop. Um, uh, for me to be able to be blessed like this is, is, is second to none. So 
again, I appreciate everybody coming. Um, I know we'll have some questions so we can get a little bit more in-depth on some things that you want to hear that I've been thinking about for the last 24 hours. Uh, tried to keep it as normal as possible with some golf and um, hoping that South County beat North County today in some Verona Cup, but we'll see about that. Um, but if anybody has any questions, let's open it up. Trevor, congratulations. Thanks, Dennis. Uh, that pause between when Jack O'Connell told you you were in and when you responded, I think that was a few seconds, but what was going on in your head? Keep it together. <laughs> Keep it together. Um, it, it, it was, again, you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know. There isn't a wrong way to react, but uh, I certainly didn't want to, to get to the point where it got overly emotional and uncomfortable for everybody that was in the, in the room. So... Um, it was awesome to have family around, and um, I'm glad the call came quick so we didn't have to look at each other for half an hour and my big brother Glenn call a couple times and fake me out, but uh, he got us a couple times. It was pretty good when Eric was talking. We had to kick him out of the house, and then he went to the, the, the window and was looking through the windows. Typical Glenn, so uh, I love you, bro. It's uh, well done. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a moment that I tried to try to just gather myself a little bit and uh, – listen a little bit of what was being said on the phone. Hey, Hoffie, congrats, dude. Thank you. Um, now that you're in, you've been voted in, what do you say to the doubters who've spent three years marginalizing saves as a statistic and closers as players? You know, I, I, I didn't really get caught up in that. Um, there, there's, there's really not much else you can do after you're done playing, and you can, you can choose to kind of continue a battle, we'll say, a, a fight that's not worth fighting. Um, I was comfortable with the career that I had, um, comfortable with the way I went about it, and if some enough people felt the same way that I did, then we'd be standing here today, and fortunately we were. So um, kind of got to take the higher ground and, uh, and worry about the things that you can't control. I know standing here I, th I think of um, maybe a little bit what Tony was thinking about uh, when he was here um, being inducted and getting a chance to talk about it, and I wish he was here today uh, just sharing this moment. Uh, Trevor, fans from across the league, and especially here in San Diego, have been advocating for you for years, um, waiting for this moment. What's your message to them today uh, now that they finally got what they've been waiting for and surely what you've worked so hard for? Thank you. You know, it's, uh, it, it goes without saying, but to, to be able to, to walk around town, to be walk through the concourse here at Petco, um, to, to have that level of support from, from everyone, uh, to just kind of pat you on the back and say we're rooting for you, we're praying for you, and, and hope you get enough votes to be one day inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. It, it, it's, it's something to... Um, it can get a little over, overwhelming at times. I know it can probably be a little overwhelming even for my, my family at times um, to always, you know, dad this, dad that, Trevor this, Trevor that. But, uh, you know, I, it's, it's genuine, and I appreciate everyone in the community of San Diego for their support, and uh, we're certainly going to celebrate together. Thank you. Trevor, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, they always show the phone call when, when the person gets the call and they're in. But to understand a little better what this past year in particular has been like, what was it like to sit there last year when, the, when it clicked that you're not getting the call? It's a good question. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you ever really get beyond the weight game. Um, you hope the phone call will come, but you never put yourself in a position 
to the point that you're assuming that it's going to happen. And so there, there was a little bit of um, disappointment in last year, but certainly um, was reflective on the guys that got to go in last year and well-deserving and the, 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 the chance that they had in front of them. Um, and it, it's kind of been building with us for the last few years. The first year we were racing, just get back to the house, maybe on time to, to catch a phone call, not sure what was going to happen. Uh, the momentum built yesterday to, to kind of have a little bit of a, a smaller party, and we, we made it a little bit bigger today uh, with all the family and extended family to, to be a part. So we're maybe hedging our bets a little bit, but uh, the di disappointment last year is last year. I couldn't be more excited. Um, Humbled by the process, thankful for the writers that uh, uh, chose to, to put me on their ballot and ultimately push me through. Trevor, congrats. Thank you. What do you remember about uh, the trade that brought you here and obviously how, how much that uh, impacted your career? Knowing, I remember being really fast. I remember being tapped on the shoulder and said, we're going to pack up your locker. You don't have a lot of stuff. That's good. And we're going to be sending you to San Diego. Um, uh, I knew I was going to be the only guy that was going to be moving to the big club. Um, Jose Baruman and Pedro Martinez were going to be in the minor leagues, so um, I knew that I was going to be um, part of what the fans here in San Diego were going to see right away. Uh, I was excited, you know, a little, little disappointed leaving an inauguration-type team that had a little bit of excitement. Um, but my brothers talked me off the ledge in a sense, like, hey, man, you're going to get to be at home. You're going to be on the West Coast. You're going to be close to mom and dad. They're going to get a chance to see you play. Um, didn't really look at it that way at the time. You just think, okay, I'm going to be in one spot for 15 years. And I just thought it was going to be with Florida, but I'm thankful that it was in San Diego. So it, uh, it was awesome that it happened the way it did. Trevor, you've been pretty eloquent on this, understanding how important this is to, to San Diego. And now that you're in, I, I'm hoping you can speak to that. Yeah, I think it's, um, we all know what the city's gone through in the last 24, 48 months. And something like this for the Padre organization being led by such great men, um, stepping out in front on how we are going to lead this community through sport, uh, both amateurly and professionally. Um, but to have something personally be able to give joy to the city, uh, knowing that I've been backed by so many so well for so long, um, there's a lot of pride there. There's a lot, of, a lot of excitement to be able to give back finally other than just saying thank you. I think people are going to be able to stick their chest out a little bit and say, you know, he's, he's one of ours and we're proud of him. Uh, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, two questions for you. First, uh, I think I heard the stat that 1% of all players who have played in Major League Baseball are in the Hall of Fame. What does it feel like to be a one percenter? <clears throat> <laughs> You know what, we, we needed 1% of the vote from last year, right? And so we accomplished that, and now I've moved into a club that's about 1%. So it, it's rarefied air. Um, certainly something that uh, I don't necessarily feel I deserve. It's, you know, anytime I'd have the opportunity to go and, and, and play in an all-star game or something bigger, it always felt like pinching yourself. You, you almost don't think you belong in that room. Um, but you go about your business and you work hard and, and hopefully those things do happen. But uh, you, you don't play this game thinking you're going to be part of a 1%. It's, the numbers are mind-boggling. Um, <clears throat> you, 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 you ultimately have to kind of put your head down, believe in what the work's going to take, uh, believe in that process, and 
continue to refine your craft and no matter what it is. I mean, having started out as an infielder and ultimately make it to the mound and get an opportunity to do it for a while um, isn't the normal progression in how you get to this point in your life. Um, but I had great examples of my two big brothers, um, my parents, a wonderful woman that I've been able to share three amazing children with who come from great parents themselves. And uh, we're lucky to have all our family in our lives. And the second question is... Thanks for not asking the second one right away because I would have forgot. Yeah, I would have too. Uh, the second question is uh, what you mentioned, moving from shortstop to pitching. Was that something you wanted to do or was that something for career survival to stay in baseball? I'd like to tell you I, I wanted to do it, but career survival sounds good. I think that's about right. Um, but I think, it, you know, in, any, any, in a lot of stages of this game, you have to be a good self-evaluator. And... Uh, 25 errors at the break and A ball and hitting 210 isn't something that you really want to be sitting at looking at. But, you know, some people have been in that position before as well and have come out of it. So um, I felt if I was, had, was going to be given the opportunity to go to the mound, I would be a, a little bit prepared for it, having a fresher arm due to dad's wisdom and not pitching us before uh, or after Little League, um, concentrating on other things. But... Uh, you know, I embraced it. I didn't want to look at it as a situation where uh, it wasn't something I didn't want to do. Uh, congratulations, Trevor. Uh, middle. Thank you. Two, two questions for you as well. Uh, I want to follow up on what Bernie asked. There's sort of a general theory these days that, you know, anybody can come in and pitch an inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, seventh inning, free run lead, one inning should not be that big a deal. Um, if that were true, I don't know that you would have had the career that you did. How do you feel when people start making those assertions? Yeah, again, it goes back to not necessarily worrying too much about it. I this was my job title. This is what I was asked to do, and I did it pretty well. Um, I think we've seen involvement in even a short period of time on how bullpens are used, uh, partly because with the, the season's different. We see you know, how you get out of the gate with your ball club and what your roster looks like, what you get look like in September and how you try and get through that. And ultimately the postseason, we're seeing all sorts of um, mixes and matchups, we'll say. Um, but I think it goes back to um, ultimately what I was asked to do, and I figured out how to maximize what I was capable of doing and try to do it as best I could. And the other question, quickly, what was the, if you remember, the, the first youth league team you played on in Orange County? How old were you, and were you a natural, or did you scuffle in the beginning? No, I was pretty good even from the beginning. Um, <laughs> they were called the Larks. How about being a, a, a Lark, part of a team called the Larks? Um, John Glenn was my coach. He rolled up in a blue beat-up car and loved on the kids, man. He just gave us an opportunity to play. But uh, baseball came pretty easy. When you got two big brothers that beat you up in the backyard, it was nothing, nothing easier after that. Trevor, congratulations. Standing. Delco. Uh, specifically, what is it going to mean for you to share a plaque in Cooperstown with uh, your former teammate, Tony Gwynn? Well, I've always put Tony at a pretty high level, um, and so to ultimately have shared a locker room with him and go into a pretty special place will be a, a tremendous honor, something that uh, probably won't sink in right away. But uh, I've always revered all my teammates, um, not just the ones that other people have heard about, but the guys that uh, truly you know, work hard on a daily basis and try to get best out of their ability no matter how long their career was. Um, you're, you're suiting up next to people, and you want to you wanna support them. You want to see everybody do well. Hi, Trevor. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> 20 years ago, when I interviewed you the first time for a one-on-one, -on -one, you said you weren't sure you wanted 
your competition to know that you were actually a good guy as well as a great pitcher. Well, you didn't say great pitcher, we did. What does it mean to you now to know that the, the nation and the people watching you will come to know your work ethic and your qualities uh, that got you here, not just your um, work on the field? Well, I think it'll be great. I think uh, anytime you get to this level, you're going to get exposed to some degree. And it wasn't easy talking to you on some of those one-on-one -on -one, um, interviews and divulging as much information as you get out of us. But, uh, you know, I, I think the, the opportunity that I was given to be a Major League Baseball player, you know, it, I think of Randy Smith, you know, taking a shot on me in Florida to bring me here. We talked a little bit about getting tapped on the shoulder and coming here, but Randy believed in me, believed in the package that he was getting back for uh, the situation that the club was in. Um, Kevin Towers is at home right now. Um, and we think about what he's battling. And, uh, you know, those are the people that uh, deserve, you know, the opportunity to hear a guy from San Diego talk about good things. Hoffy, <clears throat> former teammates, all the friends, congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Well-deserved. Congratulations to the whole family. We love you, man, and we can't wait to celebrate with you in July. Love you too, Sweeney Dogs. Appreciate it, bro. By the way, he's naughty, Sweeney, okay? We have another nice Sweeney, but he's naughty, Sweeney. <laughs> Hoffy, very happy for you, my friend. You talked about some of the family influences, but when I want to talk more about the baseball side of it. And when you get the call and you realize that you have achieved baseball's highest honor, what names immediately come to mind for you? Well, um, you know, just sitting back um, watching television just the other day and to see the first class go in and uh, to, to think that you are going to share a room with the likes of Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb um, and for them hoping that baseball will flourish for the next hundred years. Um, it's a very humbling experience to think of yourself going into that realm. Um, you're going to have to really keep it together, and we've talked a little bit about that, on what magnitude this is really going to be, and try not to get too caught up into the moment, in the moment, and, and try and get an opportunity to express how you're going to feel that particular day and how you're going to feel um, being a part of such an elite group and a special group. Trevor, congratulations. Thank you. Now that you're in, can yep. you candidly share with us the first time that the thought of being inducted into Cooperstown passed through your mind? Was it when, during your playing career or was it after? I think really when things started heating up with Tony, um, his career somewhat winding down and, you know, the numbers were getting put together and to get to see him handle that scrutiny and that microscope that uh, – he was under and really what it was taking for him to get that level um, and ultimately realizing that I've built up some some time in my role and not sure what that particular ticket was going to look like um, I think I let I think I let myself dream a little bit like hey that something maybe down the road might might come your way but if you start looking down the road that's when this game will will trip you up and uh, it'll humble you really fast so it was for a brief minute, and then it was back to, you know, go run the stadiums and get ready for another night's work and um, try and be as prepared as you possibly could. But uh, it's hard to shut out the noise. It's hard to pretend that, you know, these questions won't be asked or won't be a part of the dialogue. Um, certainly flattered, but at some point you can't go too far down that road.
Trevor has to run for a conference call, so this will be our final question. Hey, Trevor, congratulations. Thank you. Um, as a closer, you're on the high wire so often, it's every night, and uh, running up to the Hall of Fame, it's all about the individual numbers, and, and I wonder, looking back, 677 save opportunities, what was it like to be entrusted with the team win for all of your teammates time after time for that long of a period? Yeah, it, it's, it's something that becomes routine in a sense. It, 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 that's why people have routines and so that you can get lost in that little bubble so you don't start putting too much credence on any given one. Um, and that becomes the joy in it. I think that becomes that tightrope act that you're comfortable not having a net, that you're prepared enough to go out regardless of the situation. There's some familiarity with regardless of what um, the situation really is or what will develop um, from that particular first pitch. So um, I couldn't imagine being in a different role. I, th I think there's nothing better than flying those doors open, hearing some cool music, getting the fans riled up, and uh, you know, having that home cooking going out and trying to get things done. But uh, it's a great role. It's something that I cherished. I appreciated the opportunity that my managers gave me, and uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Again, thank you for everybody coming out and sitting through some of this stuff. Super pumped.